Good morning, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with extremely tired and studied out. I have finals. We all have finals. Welcome to finals. Also known as Peter, here for another edition of WNYU's very own category is Dragcast Extravaganza. On today's episode, we are talking season 11, episode 10 of Drag Race, also known as Drama Race. Afterwards, we will be talking a hot button issued, as always, overproduced favoritism or something else entirely, which we will elaborate on once we get there. Before we get there, though, let's talk the episode, starting with a return of one of my favorite mini-challenges, Slap Out of It. So uh, this was the challenge that they did uh, last season, where basically they would have to say something nasty to Rue that would prompt them to fake slap him, and they'd have to react to the fake slap. Except this time, they're slapping each other. Which honestly, I feel like made it better because this felt... was the reading challenge done right. Exactly. This is literally another reading challenge, except they went further with it, which means it was more fun. I think generally everyone was on point. There wasn't really like a particular standout to me. I feel like this is one of the first times that everyone had a chance to shine. I think that of out of everybody, Brooke did the best, though. I think that her winning was fair and justified. So, yeah, that was the mini challenge to which determined how things were picked for the maxi challenge slash runway, which was a makeover of eliminated queens. They brought back a bunch of the eliminated queens. And by a bunch, we mean everybody except for Raja, Kahana, and... Oh, Mercedes. Mercedes. That's true. I guess pretty much they forgot. They brought back all the non-forgettable ones. Uh, some of the choices were questionable. One of the choices was questionable. What, Soju? Yeah, fact- yeah, we'll talk about Soju. Yeah, we'll talk about her once we get there. But let's talk the workroom shenanigans. For the first time in a little while, I felt like the workroom shenanigans was like quite a big chunk of the show it was the chunk of it yeah yeah and i think it was because of all the drama so where do we start with the drama i guess we start with the drama in order the great ariel wig fiasco that could have been so much fun if like this entire episode was just ariel going around <laughs> detective sneaking, ariel trying to find out where her wigs are i was hoping that's where they were going with it and they didn't go there with it so i'm disappointed yeah she just kind of like gave up <laughs> she was just kind of like you know these girls taking my wigs what's the deal with that and it's like Okay. Um, I really wanted to see her go around and try to interrogate Interrogate. queens. That would have been hilarious. Unfortunately, that's not what we got. Yeah, that was the Ariel thing. Didn't really have that much a conclusion to it, other than Ariel was kind of annoyed at the end. Afterwards. 
So Brooke wins the mini challenge and she gets, once again, one of the more useful mini challenge rewards. Instead of just like, oh, yay, you win. It was, you get to pair up the queens. Now, people, Silky mostly was saying, you're making me do worse by putting me with a soju. But thinking about this strategically, and look, we've seen from the past that when Brooke gets a mini challenge advantage like this, she's willing to play strategically. But... Mm -hmm. This is not, I don't think this was strategic play. I think that they, that she just chose Soju because she actually thought that their styles of drag were similar. If she wanted to be strategic, she would have given Soju to a closer competitor, say Nina, possibly Evie, or Akira. Yeah. Like either that, or it kind of just felt like <laughs> she picked like all the queens that she kind like she got all the other queens out of the way and then it was like well silky has soju that's just kind of how it turned out scarlet's back scarlet's back and she should have never left because yeah. that she had so much fun in the workroom yeah and she I, always had fun in the workroom i love scarlet so much seeing scarlet get paired up with evie which isn't something that normally fits scarlet's style mm -hmm. but watching that happened i was like wow i'm really excited to see what comes out of this it's a shame that the outcome was kind of lame but we'll get to that but speaking of scarlet this contributes to the other big drama most of the drama was reliant on basically opinions and shade towards silky we had everyone reading silky let's play let's play some clips i've never saw silky paint anybody else and you know mama kind of blind Silky's a wonderful performer, but I think in terms of looks, I think putting her with anybody, it would have been a bit of a struggle for her. We could literally see your pads on the runway. So you have everybody basically saying, I don't know why Silky's at this point in the show, or they're really questioning Silky's style and her talent for these last few episodes, which I think should be brought into question, absolutely. Yeah. But... You have everybody asking these questions, and in the meantime, Akira is skulking around. It's like, get back to your own work, you know? But no, she's skulking around because she wants to start some drama. She, Akira loves to stir the pot. Also, I mean, they kind of alluded to this. They don't really talk about the Dream Girls on the show. Yeah. This is the first time that we've really heard the Dream Girls mentioned on the actual show instead of just something like Untucked or outside of the show. But the Dream Girls are a group of friends that are Silky, Vanji, and Akira. So I get why Akira would tell Silky about this if she's like, oh, I want to look out for my friend. But like she just kind of brought it up and stirred up a whole ton of drama. A ton of drama, which I don't think Silky won the argument whatsoever. I think what was arguably the most egregious and the thing that baffled me most is just her inability to properly respond to Rue. Yeah. RuPaul is like, what are you going to do to fix this? And she's like, gonna do some stuff what are you gonna do exactly mm, you know you know you'll fix. see i'll do my new i'll do my silky stuff yeah. and you look at this and you wonder how is she in the top six that flabbergasted look room on... expressions are very important in this episode yeah oof yeah we'll get to that for I sure i haven't seen a rue look like that since honey dropped jumped off of the show <laughs> so the honey sepeku since honey leapt to her own doom by the way honey was honey was cool in this episode she came in with this beard um that was pretty nice but like i do miss honey i think that she could have been really good if she didn't jump to her demise brooke stayed mostly out of everything that was going on brooke's a good good gal i 
he's the clear front runner to win, especially after how this episode turned out, I think. Which we'll get to now with the maxi challenge and runway. As we said, it was the makeover of Eliminated Queens. We got our best, we got our worst, we got our meh. Starting with best, let's see if we agree this week. We'll disagree on a few things, I'm sure. So, two things in best for me. We got the Vanjie and Ariel combo. I think definitely the standout, and in my opinion, should have been the winner. I disagree strongly. I... Look, I think that this was a Vanjie comeback. I don't think that this was a top-tier outfit, though. And that's because, yes, there was this family resemblance that we always talk about during the makeover challenge. But what was an issue was that I thought that they were a little too similar. Yes, I know that there were differences, such as the fact that one of them wore a dress and the other one wore a jumpsuit. But that doesn't change the fact that I saw it as very similar outfits. The patterns were incredibly similar. The makeup was incredibly similar. The wigs were incredibly similar. I was just like, but that's the... oh, I, I want more differences. And you should be able to make notable differences in this challenge. The other best is broken plastique. No doubt. Oh. I thought that the delivery on this mattered the most. Yeah. I have been stressing delivery as a means for some of the top competitors to shine this season, which is why I'm always very happy with Evie and lately Brooke especially, and I think that Brooke did really well. She gave Plastique a new look where she wasn't just pretty, yeah. which is something that I've been saying that all but one of Plastique's looks uh -huh. were just pretty, and she made her look elegant, Brooke's regal, mm -hmm. um, royal style. Yeah. And it worked well. That little thing where she motions, get you get behind me. You don't step out of line was, that was incredible. Yeah. I think that the colors were slightly different enough and the hair was slightly different enough to warrant a family resemblance without looking like twins. That's fair. I thought that they were the best by a lot. Meh. I didn't hate. Nina and Suga's gay circus as much as the judges did. It feels a bit, A, it feels like they have a very rigid view on how drag should look. Like, in terms of, like, I feel like they're always, like, negative towards campy. They've adapted. I it used to be, if you look at the first episode of season one, you see a very common critique of, it looks so masculine. You look like a guy. It's like, whoa, you would not see that anymore. Yeah, now but, it's just, you look too campy. It's not feminine enough. It's not pretty enough. I don't think that this was a an issue with camp, necessarily. I, 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 I do think that there were issues with I, resemblance being one of them and but that's the seeming shoddiness being another. Okay, shoddiness. Shoddiness on Sugar specifically, not yeah. really on Nina. Yeah, I I could understand the shoddiness in terms of like the hair and the makeup, but in terms of resemblance, it's how like how daft do you have to be? To, like it's it's like if you had a yin and yang combo. The difference they look is... completely. They look different, but. In the concept, they are they are one and the same. Okay, the differences in the appearance were slight enough to the point where they stood out. The wigs were like just different enough, not in color but in shape, to make you kind of stick out and notice. The style of the dresses were just different enough to make you kind of stick out and notice. Look, I get the concept that oh, the LGBT community and you know the 
gay community and the trans community are together and we're family. I get the concept, but just because you use that as a concept doesn't mean that you can just get away with having something that looks completely different and saying, but, but, even though we're different, we're one and the same. Okay, that it's not like an excuse, a get out of jail free card, so I that you can avoid family resemblance. But I, I disagree. But like, I get the concept. Not, but not. But but that's the thing, though. Like, I think conceptual conceptually it, enough like it should not be a critique that that they were too different because they they are one of the same they are tied together there is a definite link between the two they exist one the same it is ig i feel like it is ignorant to ignore that i understand the concept that she was going for and i think that she would have gotten some serious points as she should have if she had incorporated this with a more similar appearance as well she didn't and that's why i can't really give her credit for it okay i i'm gonna have to agree to disagree i think so I, as well because i could keep going yeah uh, we both can we'll agree the, to disagree but at the very least do we agree that it's meh it's not worst i would put it on meh bordering worst that's fair and then i i think akira and honeys were meh in terms of like it just felt like more akira and it felt like I, i've seen that exact outfit in akira before she did it well and the resemblance was good but it just looked too exact to me i would have put akira in the best but not a competitive best i would have put her like top two but she's not very competitive with brooke because i think that brooke largely outshone yeah. everybody i think i think that it once again ross said this several times mm. it's not reinventing you it's not reinventing the wheel but you know the wheel is just fine on its own yeah it was well done it was well designed there was enough difference where you still had that like family resemblance thing going but they didn't look too similar i don't think that it was a winner yeah. but i think that it was well done yeah uh the worst i didn't like silky and evie I okay, think... we'll talk about this. I think that the clear worst was Silky. I think it's impossible to deny that. Yes, and that I think is that a large part of that does come from the fact that Soju was on her team. Soju, what the hell? She can't <laughs> walk in heels. You can't walk in heels. And it's like people have brought up the point, oh, that's discrimination to say that she can't participate in drag if you can't walk in heels. Girl, sometimes you just can't do things if you're not physically able to okay or at the very least if you're able to cr like creatively come up with a way to make up for whatever deficiency you have that's in its own right impressive then i think it's fine she was just like ah, i'll wear baby heels or flats if you lack an essential talent then that's an issue. Also, please stop talking about the stupid cyst thing. I hate that. Yeah, please. That, it's not that, funny. It's yeah. not funny. It's, it's just gross. It's so gross. Yeah. Uh, you have seriously... Soju has tarnished her name <laughs> from this show. Yeah. Everything about it has just... Yeah, she, she has fallen in my eyes, and she wasn't even in my eyes to begin with. Yeah, but now she, she's in negative eyes. Yeah, so. I feel bad that she's kind of a joke. Overall, the entire look was bad. The next time I hear sisters, I'm turning off the show. Mm -hmm. Like, as in the pun, Yeah, of course. And then finally, I, f I feel like you could make a case for potentially meh just because of how much fun Scarlet and Evie were having. When they came out, I thought that, that it was a top. And then I think that... I did exactly what the judges did and looked at it a little more closely and said, yeah, it, it isn't that well designed. Yeah, no. not at all. But, like, Scar okay. Scarlet's looked like it looked barren and it just looked shot. It literally looked like 
kids' art, arts and craft. Their delivery was incredible. But, the way that they showed it was incredible. But, but while I think that a delivery can make up for a simple costume, once again, say a kid's dinosaur costume can be brought into the top with good delivery i don't think that an inherently bad shoddy costume can be saved by it especially when like it just doesn't look that good yeah and especially when this is most especially a design challenge they did bring out something really cool in scarlet that we haven't really seen since she did the creature of the black lagoon yeah Uh, i really enjoyed it but but that aesthetic was miserable i would have put it in meh i would have put it and i would have been comfortable with I would have been comfortable with either Evie or Nina taking the bottom two. Yeah. But I think, like, on instinct, I thought that Evie's delivery was significantly better. But then, then they throw a loop into everything because Rue does the classic thing of which queen do you think should go home? And the eliminated queens get to talk as well. Yeah. And, and it's here's literally, where things get weird. It's literally half Evie half silky it's a little more silky than it is evie but But it's literally for the most part it is evie and silky we get to the lip sync uh silky versus nina i personally think it should have been evie versus uh silky Um, i don't mind this lip sync outcome actually i i I think that rue knew that this lip sync competition would be a little closer and personally i don't mind which we'll get into which we'll get into that's part of the problem with the later topic, but nonetheless, let's deal with what we have at hand. Nina and Silky. I think it was both bland. This was one of the most no, not mediocre. one of the. This was the worst lip sync I've seen. I went back and watched the "I Will Survive" lip sync, and famous for its double elimination, of course. Yeah, and I feel like that was better than this. It was. I looked at it and I'm like, this was so much better. Both of these queens did so poorly. Nina kind of stood there and did these weird motions that didn't fit with the song. Yeah. While Silky did this weird thing where she did half-hearted it splits was so and awkward. then struggled it, to get up. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. I, I just, I, just to briefly comment. She talks so much game about her lip sync skills, and, and then that's she does she, this. That's hilarious. That's the funniest joke to come out of this show. I think like that is what she built up to. Like, if there is a final four lip sync, she's losing. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a problem. Yeah, like that that was like embarrassing. And like the fact that Rue went meh and dibble, didn't double sachet. What? Say what you want about whether Evie should have been in the bottom two or not, but based on that lip sync, they both should have gone home. Yeah, it was ridiculous if you had to choose one i would have said silky because she's been in the bottom more and that was if you were forcing me at gunpoint to choose one because in any other situation i would say okay you had a double save before this is when you have the double yeah this is how you make up for it but no we didn't so nina goes home which i don't get because personally i do think that okay you know what no i think that nina did kind of do worse in this lip sync but based on performance i I don't know overall i think i think nina because nina was goofy okay yeah but but this was not a song to be goofy in that's true nina was goofy but at the very least misread the mood yes but at the very least like she wasn't like looking like she's dying like like doing the work like it was consistently one thing, like, Silky's consistently found new ways to be bad. I 
personally think that you could make an argument that Nina's lip sync was a little worse. But I but think either way, this choice's lips this shows this season's lip sync decisions have been increasingly y- questionable. Y- Ever since we had Vanjie saved last week yeah. for some who knows what reason. Save that for a second. Save that for a second. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Nina goes home despite having a clear arc of improvement. And, and now so, we're at the top five. Yes. We're at the top five. This top five. Yes. We've we've mentioned the untucked and passing throughout, so we don't really need to reiterate. The important thing is that there's claims that Brooke was being a little shady because she called out Silky's. She said, oh, Silky, your outfit looks so good. And then she said that Silky should have gone home. I don't know about that, and I don't care. Silky said that she was all nice. Yeah. She wasn't. Evie said that she's trying to be nice. She now you can not. make an argument. Um, she's not doing the best of jobs. She hasn't been doing the best of jobs, but she does seem anguished that people don't see it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I that seemed genuine, and I kind of get that, but alas. regardless. All right. right, We've been kind of poking at this issue throughout last week. We've been prodding today. at it with hot tongs. So, so let's, let's just get into it. So, Ruse Paul's Drag Race. Overproduced favoritism, or is it something else entirely? So let me define these terms. Is it overproduced in that the producers in the back are kind of just nudging RuPaul in directions of keep these people around because it will make the best television? Is it favoritism in that RuPaul is just picking the queens that she likes the most? despite how well or poorly they've done? Or is it something else entirely? Is it another reason that we can't think of? Personally, I feel like it's a whole lot of both of the first two, especially in this season. I can't put a finger on it. If it's production, then it's ridiculous production. And if it's not, then I don't know what to say. In All Stars 3, they knew when Bendel Krem was going home, that she had written her own name on on the lip sync. And yes, she did win that lip sync, which she otherwise probably shouldn't have won, because her name was on her lipstick. And that was a good moment. And you know what? While there was a lot of production in that moment, it was also a jaw-dropping moment that was really good. Yes. But I don't know. I feel One like... part of the reason why... Look... The fan base has always been very critical about what they see as production. They've, this, The people who watch this show are often so incredibly cynical that I sometimes think that it's too far. But there are some things that I have questions about, especially after that six-person lip sync when we saw, hey, these double cameras are perfectly viable. And now not only are we seeing these double cameras not used, but we're also seeing that they're focusing on different things to kind of change the opinion of the lip sync. Yeah. Uh I think that if there's production here, then it's just stupid production because yeah. they're making some seriously questionable choices. Once again, I think that you can defend Scarlett going home in terms of if she doesn't have this essential talent, then she's not going to make it on this show. So we'll send her home now and she'll get a chance to actually become better at dancing. But some of these other decisions are seriously like, huh? Yeah. If you're going to produce things, you want it to be produced and then still make sense. Yeah, like I feel like it, it like like it's like one week it just feels overly produced, one week it feels like RuPaul just playing with the favorite card. Like last week. Last week feels like a whole lot of both. Keep Vanjie, she makes good television. Also, we it has been clearly shown that RuPaul loves Vanjie. 
So despite yeah. Vanjie being repeatedly worse than Sugar, and like arguably des- deserved to go home, she kept her on. When Connie is saying that Vanjie should have gone home, you know that it's serious. Yeah, or like, okay? and and like this is a reoccurring. This is a, hasn't been just a season. Like, let's go back to All Stars Four with like the the constant like we need to keep Latrice on. I want to keep Latrice on. Just it like. Well, so I mean, clear that RuPaul loves Latrice. I mean, this... you could say that that was like due to the choices of the winner of the lip sync where they constantly kept on choosing somebody else except for Latrice. And people were asking, seriously, is this not Latrice's time? Because you do have to keep in mind that that is chosen by the winner of the top lip sync. I feel like there's a little less production there and that maybe they should have found another way to send Latrice home or not bring her back at all. Yeah. And she clearly didn't win that lip sync with Monique. But I don't think that the production was at the same extent. I mean, aside of the finale, which as we all know is a disaster. Yeah, that's another thing. That's so like so like production in their face. They about... could have given it to either queen and nobody would have or should have complained. But they gave it to both because it feels like productions because you it, it has to be your production said because it just how last minute edited it was if you're going to produce something like this then make it good production yeah it just has, i don't know what else to say it has felt over and over just progressively and progressively more awkward and just like baffling like why hasn't vanji gone home why is silky still why is this the only the first time that silky has lip synced yeah why haven't some of these queens gotten in the top when perhaps they could have yeah it's there are seriously a lot of questions all around what else are we missing that has been produced at this point that we don't know what's going on i'm i'm baffled it it really it, it, it just it's the type of thing that like there's part of me that thinks are they just trying to frustrate fans because they know anger will keep them wanting to watch the next episode? Like, I don't know it... if anger will keep them watching another season, but, though. But that's a thing, though. I feel like it's like push, push, push it as far as you can until you notice a detriment. But so far, they're just milking and milking it. I mean, I can't say for sure. I know that I'll watch the next season regardless. Yeah. I don't care whether it makes me angry or whether it makes me happy. I'd rather it make me happy. But but here's like the other thing. When we had our mid-season talk, I spoke about how, no, the season actually isn't necessarily that bad. The queens are not underwhelming. They're really good. It's just that the production has kind of gotten in the way. Well, now I feel like the production's gotten in the way entirely where these queens that I thought were really good and showed a lot of potential just aren't here anymore. I mean, we've seen Nina go. We've seen Plastique go. And I mean, look, they've had some issues, but they did have a lot of potential as queens. And what's the most disappointing part is that we're at our top five. And look, Evie falling off recently is her own doing. That's her thing to fix. Um, I'm bringing up some serious questions as some for somebody who was seen as a super top competitor in the beginning yeah. and is now safer in the bottom more often than not. I'm concerned about that for her own sake I yeah mean, if she wants to fix that that's kind of her thing but we still have like a few good queens we have okay, but we have akiria doing some good stuff and we have brooklyn being consistently good but why is why are vanji and silky in our top five yeah it, it, it should be top four already and there's so many weeks there are like three weeks where vanji should have been in the lip sync and sh- or should have gone home or both 
And there were quite a few weeks when you could have said that about Silky. Look, I wouldn't want Suga in my top four because I don't think that she's been doing very well. Yeah. But I think that it makes more sense to have her in there than to have Vanjie in there. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. That, Look, like, Vanjie's a fun character. Yeah. But where she is on this show right now, it's, it's I don't bad. like that. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know how you fix this. I just hope it doesn't get this egregious in further seasons. You know how you fix this? <laughs> Take a break. Well, I mean, you could just answer, bring Shangela back. But uh, <laughs> aside from that, make Shangela win. You know, yeah. that's production that I won't complain about. Mm. But the only way to fix this is to make sure. The production needs to make sure that either Vanjie or Silky goes home. And I don't care if they have to manipulate the challenge to do it. Because it won't be right if both of them are in the top four. Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's our raving. And that's our episode today. Thank you all so much for listening. Good luck on finals for all of you who still have them either today when this is coming out or Monday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm Connie Lingus here with. Very disappointed. Also known as Peter. A uh, super special thank you to Miss Darling for their song, Young Lovers. Which we use in the intro and outro of this podcast. Thank you, Peter. Uh, thank you so much, and have a lovely day.